Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Well, welcome to the Shelter Footycast live from the underground bunker Backchat Studios. That is the Southern River Band, the local lads out of Thornley. And I'm Simon Beaumont. I'm with television pretty boy Mark Redding. <laughs> Hello, Bowie. <laughs> Good yeah. to see you, mate. You think uh, Vladimir Putin would survive here? It's a nice little bunker. He'd uh, be able to hide away from all those people trying to get hold of him. It's cold uh, enough, too. It's like, it is like Russia. <laughs> it's cold. Um, let me start with you. You're, you do like your music, and you've got a little bit of information about the, the intro music from the... Yeah. I do, the Southern River Band. Southern that River that Band. song's called Chimney. Yep. Uh, I think the boys are playing back in Thornley uh, next month, so it's a bit of a homecoming for them. Uh, and that song, Chimney, is, um, yeah, smoke like a chimney, drink like a fish. Obviously, we don't advocate for that. We'd like people to drink responsibly, a little quiet shelter every now and then. Um, but, that yeah, they're they're massive. They're a huge band. They're, they're really going at the moment, big crowds, and, you know, people love them. I love you them. you just blowing some smoke up there. Uh, there yeah. you go, Chimney. They're well played. Nice oh, start. Yeah, I want to meet them. I want to meet them one day. Um, now, for, for people who haven't heard the footy cast before, it's, um, it comes out as a review and a preview, doesn't it? Yeah, Monday, Thursday, uh, everything that's footy related at the moment, of course, WA theme with focus this week, particularly on the Dockers, uh, wrap-up of the Eagles, what we know about uh, them and where they're heading uh, future-wise. Now, social medias, at... Shelter Footycast, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au, shelterbrewing.com.au, uh, it's our beer, and YouTube Backchat, uh, Shelter Footycast, uh, you name it, it's all there. And yeah, I, you can, you can tell yeah. I just tiptoe away through that the social media <laughs> stuff because I'm a complete numpty. Yeah, you are, you are a little bit, which is, um, <laughs> you're younger than me as well. Um, but Shelter, we love it, born and, and brewed down in, uh, in beautiful Busserton, the honeymoon capital of the world. Um, lo- love Busso, the jetty, longest wooden jetty in the world, I might have just made that up. No, the tell you what you have made up, and I followed you. It was very briefly before we get into our, our tour. We find we think we're quite intelligent, articulate men, but we've found out the last two minutes we're not when it comes to one word which we have butchered for well, 35, 40 years. Yeah, that's right. I about a fortnight ago, about a fortnight ago, I realised that I had been saying the word remuneration wrong my whole life. I've been saying remuneration, and it was two weeks ago that I heard a newsreader on a radio station. So John Nichols. John Nichols. And you, I think you've been saying it wrong as well, right? I've got it And probably writing wrong. it wrong. And then I've written it, I've looked it up this morning and thought, oh, that's just rubbish. And found out that we are both stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Scoey would spell it. I wonder if he even knows it's a he word. <laughs> he studied law, but uh, he certainly, he yeah. knows about remuneration because he's doing a bit of that yeah. as we speak. And it's just quickly, <laughs> there's a picture of, of Scoey at the Belgian Grand Prix, is that right? There's yeah. a photo of him floating around. Yeah, so um, I talked to Jan Schofield a little bit, um, Will's mum. Hello, Jan, if you're, you're listening or watching. And uh, because I try, try to get a, a little bit over him or a little bit of dirt on him from his younger days when he was a kid. And Jan Schofield has turned on the Belgian Grand Prix Saturday morning. As soon as she turns it on, Will walks past the camera uh, wearing something that looks like a driver's outfit. <laughs> Some sort of Belgian costume. Might have been a rave party <laughs> just come from the night before. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, here, so he's over. Do you reckon he, reckon he will ever come back? And I hope that Alex and the kids I are think, I'm about safe to say, and happy. I, I think I think his family here means too much to him. I mean, mm. him and Dan, it is a bit like uh, I'm not trying to think, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Um, yeah, 
Cheech and Chong, maybe <laughs> maybe even Brokeback Mountain if things go <laughs> pear-shaped in the next couple of days. <laughs> we digress, though. We, we all voted yes, so whatever. <laughs> Times have changed. Uh, let's let's look at the week. That was very good. Let's go to the, the weekend that was, Skeet. Um, any big WA moments ca- <laughs> Any big WA moments captured in your, your thoughts over the weekend? I'm just trying to think of that situation. <laughs> who's... who's the picture and who's the catcher, but anyway, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's straighten things up. Um, well, the uh, John Walsall medal, no surprise, and Tommy Barris was just outstanding. He won comfortably. Shannon Hearn, what a year he had! Mm, yeah, uh, outstanding. Uh, I didn't go to the the night. Not sure if you did, no, but it was quite a somber. Well, it's not somber, but it was given the circumstances <laughs> of the year. It yep. wasn't the the rowdy occasion that you'd expect. I mean, that will come, I think, October 7 when uh, the Josh Kennedy testimonial takes place. But yeah, I think it's a time, and, and West Coast already, there's talk about who can they bring back home or who can they recruit to the club. Bit of a whisper that uh, Port Adelaide forward Mitch Georgiades is in their sights. Of course, mm. WA boy, yeah. and, and takes a really good mark. He's been in and out of the side for Port Adelaide this year, so that might be a target. Who do they give up in exchange? Well, that's the big question. Possibly, when you think of... Um, Someone like Willie Rioli, or Junior Rioli mm. as he's known, he did play footy in South Australia, so mm. will they try and tr- chase him in exchange? Not sure, but I think the Eagles will be proactive on that front. Yeah, um, Just on Mitch Georgiati, we, we know that his father, John, was a gun player yeah. uh, and kicked seven or eight goals on, on debut. debut. Just a, a little known fact, um, Mitchie Georgiati's grandfather is Brian Griffin, who historically is one of the, the best, if not the best, um, lacrosse player that Australia has ever produced. And if you and I were to head down to the um, the sports stadium nearby where the bronze busts yes. are, down at, uh, down at uh, Challenge Stadium down there, um, one of those busts is, in fact, Brian Griffin. So Mitchie Giordiades has good genes on his dad's side and on his mum's side as well. So he's a he takes a great hang, great leap, and he's got... Um, Good athletic genetics. Yeah, absolutely. And look, the Eagles would love to get him. And that's mm. it's, a, it's just one small part of the puzzle. But yeah, the Eagles, a lot of the boys uh, headed down on Saturday to see their waffle team get absolutely pumped by Peel. Yes. So uh, they had about 14 mm. players in. So uh, if that was an audition to keep their, their jobs for next mm. year, might not be a lot that would have their hands in the air saying, yeah, I'm comfortable with what we produce. But let's be honest, they, the, the players that butted up in Mandra on Saturday, most of whom, even though they wouldn't have been drinking, went to the... F and B on the Friday night till about eleven. That's when it wound up. So, yep. not the ideal preparation, uh, but there's a lot of work to be done at the Eagles over the off season. Yeah, there sure is. Uh, that was a big WA moment um, of the round. The other one, I think, Sam Taylor won the Kevin Sheedy Medal at um, at, the, at GWS Giants. That's a that's a WA story, and, and well done to him. And I I, I would imagine, albeit against a, a first up side in Port Adelaide, the West Coast Eagles uh, WA. Um, women's team winning at Laugh Lane in the rain was was pretty good. Absolutely. And they came from behind, I think, a couple of goals behind. So that's yeah. a, it's just a great fill-up for, well, the club, but particularly the AFLW side that's had – they've got uh, absolutely smacked around the first couple of seasons. That can happen in a new competition. We see with now the expansion of AFLW, that is the way it is. Um, yeah, just going back to the Eagles, they'll keep scoreless until three-quarter time in the, the waffle game. So that's not great news. Um, they did lead the inside 50s 46-43, to 43, but Fremantle slash Peel's defence able to really shut them down. So what that means is that Peel, off the back of that, uh, are fifth 
but with a percentage 20% above Swan Districts who are on equal points because, of course, Swans beat West Perth at the weekend. So it sets it up beautifully for Mandra on Sunday between those two sides. Uh, Joe Amos kicked two goals. Banfield, who's about to put ink to paper for a two-year deal himself. He's the Medi sub-specialist, Bowie, if you didn't know. He sure know. is. He sure is. Uh, and Mitch and Croden, who I don't think is going to play much more AFL footy. Two goals, 21 touches, but a really good uh, waffle contributor. Darcy Tucker also back in business as yep. well with a couple of goals. Yeah, and just back on Banfield, I mean... Uh, uh, what a great luxury and what a great depth the Dockers have. Where Banfield is is almost the fringe player who comes in comes in and out. I mean he's a he's a gun. Yeah, but I'm not exactly sure the Dockers know. I mean he's a, he's a forward. Yes, but he he doesn't sort of fit the the quintessential small forward like a Michael Walters. Obviously, he doesn't have the height, but he's that mid range player that it's worked pretty well. It must be frustrating for him though to try and prepare each week and uh, the Medi sub could come on five minutes into the first quarter. Or five minutes into the last, you just—it's uncertain as to when you're going to come on. So, uh, look, he's going to—I'm sure—accept that two-year deal, and hopefully he takes that and and gets some some action over well next, this Saturday night at Optus Stadium. And by the way, just an early warning for Docker supporters: mm-hmm. Flag Mantle and Bowie, Scowie and Bowie will be worried about this because the forecast is for showers. Is that right? And we know, yeah, yeah. Fremantle's form in rain is yeah. not great. Yeah, uh, the other, yeah, I just. You just smell a bit of a Bevo, done my homework, ambush too. It's not uh, it, that. There's no W in the column just yet, is there? No, absolutely. Well, they're, they're <clears> tough <throat> to win in elimination finals by virtue. That's why everyone chases the double chance so yep. hard because if you do stumble or fumble, you you invariably bounce back the following week. So for Collingwood and Geelong uh, this Saturday afternoon and, and Melbourne, Sydney on the Friday, that's the luxury they've got. You can have one bad performance, albeit only one, and you survive. Should mention really good turnouts down at down at Coburn, down at the Ark on Saturday skeet. So big crowds turned up. Obviously the the Fremantle crew, their gang, their fans are, are galvanised and they're up and about. So big crowd down there, sausage sizzles, bouncy castles. I know you like all that sort of stuff. And uh, Nat Fife and Mundy are, are trotting out and um, Tabernet Logue um, and Lob all, all there or thereabouts too. Yeah, which is – they were probably the side in, in the eight that really appreciated having a break, particularly for, for Tabernet, who I still think is a question mark for this week. Yep. Logue, I think, will be right, and Lob, I think, will will get up. Nat Fife, uh, despite some concern about him, I think he'll play. So that's not a bad forward setup, and it's it's far from the most dangerous in the competition. But it gives Fremantle a pretty good uh, setup inside their attacking fifteen. Of course, we know their defence invariably is pretty good. Mm. Uh, let's look at the uh, the win of West Coast women over the Port Adelaide women. Um, uh, Port Adelaide girls, they're, they're first up. Erin uh, Phillips back home big, to where, big where, story. where her dad her dad played, and uh, they don't they don't get the win, but good. And they had a few fans at Lathlane as well. Port I Adelaide, Koshy might have even come over for yeah. the game. They had some some big names from Port Adelaide. Of course, they've they've got so much invested interest in in making sure their AFLW side succeeds. But uh, congratulations to the Eagles. Uh, goals to Gibson, Humphreys, McCarthy kicked a really good goal uh, to get them rolling as well. Blanketed Erin Phillips pretty well too. Didn't yeah, you? so that that's a huge result for them. And of course, Emma Swanson. As she normally does, outstanding, 21 touches, uh, four marks, three tackles, um, and for Port, Abby Dowrick was good with 21 disposals as well. So, look, I wouldn't put this down as being a, a, a defining match for the season for the Eagles because Port Adelaide are just finding their way, just as West Coast were a couple of years ago. But a good result, well played, and uh, just uh, given, as we saw, the Waffle team getting smacked, <laughs> unfortunately yeah. the Eagles AFL team's been ordinary all year, and... Uh, finally, we get a, a good result for West Coast. Yeah, and just as a general, I, I watch most of the game, and as a, a general comment, just moving the ball better, Skeet. 
out of out of defence through to through to scoring opportunities, so they can have a look at the goals. But they're just clearly moving the ball better through the corridor and, and taking the game on a bit more. Third season in for them, and just looks like the, the footy the footy smarts and the footy prowess is, is picking up for the for the West Coast girls. Um, not not a great result for Fremantle. They they go away on the road, and you've got to say, uh, be, be, being beaten by forty nine points by Brisbane. Brisbane a very very strong team, but no Cara or Ebony Antonio was always going to hurt, wasn't it? Absolutely, and even though like Hayley. Miller trying a hard out and um, that they just didn't have the, the soldiers there to, to compete. Um, when you go Cuthbertson, broken nose, I think. All Australian. Yeah. Cuthbertson last year. Low concussion. Uh, they go down. Yeah, it was pretty ugly for, for Coops, uh, Trent Cooper and, and his team. So, look, there is a question mark over Fremantle, whether they have the, the capability. Uh, we know that um, Gemma Houghton has... Fly on the court, yep. played with Port on the mm. weekend. Whether they can be as competitive as they have been, and of course the Antonio element, which you mentioned, that's pretty important. You talk, take, and it's it's a bit like sometimes in junior footy. Now I'm not saying that the AFLW <clears> is similar to that, but if you take your two or three best players out of that, it makes a heck of a difference. And I think that at this stage, it's still pretty similar with the AFLW. If you've got some really good mids or a good forward who comes out, that affects the team. For at sure. the moment, Fremantle are just. Uh, just got that element. Yeah, just teetering. I mean, uh, um, Cara Antonio is um, is the gun in the midfield. She's the engine room. She's the tough nut. And um, and uh, Ebony brings that, that X factor to the forward line, doesn't she? Yeah. Just and, a, don't, don't, bear in mind, quick, Cara Bowers is, is a superstar. Yes. And she's you yep. know, the tackling machine. So, um, look, that, they'll improve. But I think you're right. You, you summed it up beautifully. Brisbane, it's a pretty high benchmark to start off with. Yeah, I hope Cuthbertson comes back in. I used to work with Janelle Cuthbertson um, when she was a tennis pro. And she was always a. You've had a very, a very career. Yeah, yeah. I'm 135 years of age. <laughs> very old. But she was a. She was a tennis pro, and yeah. now she's last year to be selected as an All Australian. That just shows uh, she's just elite at everything she does. So I hope she gets the schnoz uh, kick soon. Uh, the rest of the round, a, a little bit more of the AFLW. I, I caught glimpses of it over the weekend. Obviously, uh, late last week, Collingwood defeated Carlton by 18, um, which was good coming off the Carlton Collingwood men's match the Sunday before. Oh, look at that. And so Magpies <laughs> supporters saying, what's better than beating Carlton by a point in the men's and knocking them out of the finals? Knocking them over in the women's about four <laughs> days later. <laughs> and a good crowd there. Uh, we've, we've talked about... Um, uh, women's footy, it, it's, a, it's a vibe thing, isn't it? It's, it's people going along. I know the Sydney men formed a guard of honour for the Sydney girls as they ran out on the field, so all the Sydney boys were there. And, it, and it, it's a real club focus, isn't it, now, to, to uh, get women along, get young girls along, mums, grandmums along to watch the game. And we saw that in evidence in just about all the fixtures. Uh, the Demons defeated Adelaide by 18. That's a grand final rematch. They look the goods again. Uh, the Kangaroos defeated the Gold Coast, and they're, they're now on top of the ladder. Look at that percentage, Skeet. The percentage is something that only their men could uh, dream of, 285.7. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Kangaroos, it's all about... Uh, all about early form, and that's why you've got the percentage that uh, that number of two eighty five. City defeat uh, St Kilda defeated Sydney by twenty nine. A massive turnout from uh, the Sydney the Sydney faithful packed house, as we said. So uh, well done to the to the Sainters uh, and the number one uh, draft pick Montana Ham cleared of an ACL issue. So that's good. Essendon knock off Hawthorne by twenty six, and they look poised to have a, a good first season. Thirteen thousand, I think, at Marvel Stadium, and there's going to be a push for more of those games. Yeah. AFLW to be played under the roof, and that's that is an important element because um, say at Fremantle Oval where if there's a windy day the, the skills aren't quite there yet it makes it pretty tough to execute whereas at Marvel I think it, it takes away some of those issues for the girls so and not just 
the fact that they had 13,000 there shows it's a, a popular venue. Uh, the Bullies knock off uh, GWS by seven, a great uh, soccer goal by Cranston. Um, and I watched this game um, at GHBMBZQTI <laughs> Plus Stadium last night. Um, very low scoring skeet, but and it was played between the arcs, and both teams were running flat out against each other. This is the Geelong-Richmond game. Big crowd there, um, and it came down to the last gasp goal from Prosparcus with a, a slightly dodgy interpretation of a free kick, but a really, really good competitive game of footy with a watch by a big crowd. So the AFLW, let me ask you a quick question, just on the run. If you've got the choice on TV of watching an AFLW game or a waffle game, where mm. do you sit at the moment on that score? Depends on the team that's playing. Because uh, you're an ex-Perth man. Yeah, so if, you, if the Royals are playing or or West Coast or Peel were playing, I'd probably watch that. Um, if South Romano were playing, I wouldn't watch it ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or West Perth. Uh, and South knocked off the Royals on the weekend again. Yes, yesterday, yes. Uh, I'm, and I'm going to come back with, to you with an on-the-run waffle question in just a moment as well. Um, but I, I really like watching AFLW footy. I like the – I'm a footy person and I like the – Humanity and the celebration of it all. So the answer that I or well, the question I asked you was waffle TV or AFLW on the TV. What what would you if you out of ten times you're watching what would you watch most? Um, I don't know if your headphones working. Maybe you didn't hear me. Well, um, the specific teams. Depends teams. on the teams. Depends on the teams playing. So if it's an AFLW team involving West Coast and Fremantle, you watch that over East Perth and West Perth. Uh, no, I watch East Perth West. That, just trying to get a, a sense of where you sit with this, uh, mm. Bowie. But uh, thank you for that. <laughs> My question on the run to you is: uh, We're a, a couple of weeks away from Waffles Waffle Finals. Any clarity? Any word you're hearing on the coaching situations at Perth and East Perth? No, okay. none at all. Um, although look, Chris Main's been thrown up as a possibility at Perth, he, he's so keen. He's done his accreditational work and. So he's in the mix. I mean, Peter Sumich, Peter German have been thrown up. Cam Shepard has been around. Uh, we know East Perth uh, used Ross McQueen yesterday. Oh, I think oh, I think there's a chance that Ross may may get the gig at East Perth. It's only just a, a gut feeling. That the fact that he's he does such good work with junior uh, footballers. So he's in the mix. Of course, Stevie Armstrong at Perth was the caretaker, and Perth got belted by Subiaco. Oh, look, there's going to be big changes at Perth. I'd suggest with probably Barra coming in as president and. The, is that, is that firming? Uh, I think it's it's certainly more likely than unlikely, given I think okay. Bob Shields has decided to step down, and and Barra is keen, and he's obviously son Thomas called his game on the weekend in the Colts. He's playing at, at the club, so I think he's he's got the the vested interest. But oh, gee, yeah. tough tough job. Yeah. Uh, but both clubs, and look, being honest with you, the competition is in really good shape competitively. With West Perth losing at the weekend, East Fremantle, Claremont, South Fremantle, it's an unpredictable final series. Two dud clubs. And I, I, we take West Coast out, West Coast out of it because of, of their issues. Perth and East Perth for too long have been no good. We need that changed. Yeah, big, um, big followings, and they need to. Uh, f- waffle footy is better if those two clubs are firing, uh, as you said before. We touched briefly on the worst fold medal from uh, from Friday night. Uh, Tommy Barris wins it with 182 votes. I think scoey has been um, saying that's going to happen for a couple of months now. So, so well done, Will, on on predicting that. Um, uh, and and we've mentioned it before, but. It's been an emotional 18 months for um, the Barris Bender family with uh, his dad Tony passing and um, first baby turning up. So um, he's a he's a fine young fella, can play, and uh, that's a that's a good result for him. And he sounds when you listen to him speak, he's he's a thoughtful. He, he speaks uh, carefully and, and chooses his words carefully, and he's he's a natural leader. I don't know. 
We can say he's a natural leader, but if the players believe that as well, that's the main thing. So he appears the most likely candidate, along maybe with Liam Duggan, who shouldn't be discounted as a possible captain moving forward, but he looks like the player most likely to take over from, from Luke Shuey. So I think if Tom Barris is there, McGovern next year joins him uh, in defence, um, like Harry Edwards is coming through. There's a bit more to like about the Eagles defensively, should they get some of their bodies back. Yeah. It, um, I know the team's fortunes were, were poor, particularly in the in the second half of the season, but uh, Liam Ryan struggled in the second half, didn't he? The uh, the high flyer, um, the gun, bring, brings a lot to the forward line, but he lo- looked a little bit lost, Liam Ryan, didn't he? Looked a bit as if it sometimes got a bit too hard, his efforts weren't as... As thorough as some would like. I mean, that can happen, I guess, when your season is gone. It's, it does take a bit of a mindset attitude to get, get yourself pushing through and performing at your best because if you're down by seven or eight goals or 10 goals or 15 goals, as the case may be, yeah, look, I, he's finished 10th in the, in the club champion award. So, yep. look, it wasn't a great season. He's got plenty of teammates in the same boat. Uh, I think because we see the mercurial stuff from Liam that we maybe judge him on the poor efforts as much as the, the great efforts. So uh, I think just a big pre-season for him, maybe lose a bit of weight, look look 100% and, and away he goes. Yeah, we could all do that, couldn't we? Look, <laughs> lose some weight and look, look 100%. It's been a while. Um, uh, Luke Shuey, the skipper, on uh, finishes in seventh with 105 five, five points in their medal count. Um, and we have speculated about his, uh, his leadership and his soft tissue injuries and the like. If... Um, Cast your eyes forward a couple of years. Is the is the obvious new skipper Duggan? But this, you, hear, you also hear leadership chat about Oscar Allen as well, don't you? Yeah, I think Allen is back in the queue at the moment just because he hasn't played. Mm. And you're saying in a couple of years, oh, I'm not totally convinced that he'll be captain next year, Luke, shall we? Okay. Um, I think he just, for him, a big result would be just to get out and play 20 games of footy next year. That would be a terrific result. So if he's still injured, which is always the big question mark, him as captain, look, there's nothing wrong with him as a leader. He's terrific, good fella, great family, all of that. But his body, if it's not going to be kind to him, is it best to hand over the reins now to someone like Tom Barris or Liam Duggan? So yep. I don't think, in fact, I don't think Shuey will be captain in 2023. That's my gut feeling. We uh, um, this is a question really directed at Will Schofield as much as anything. Um, backmen make good captains, don't they? Are they any good? They probably standing do, in the goal they? square. They probably do a bit yeah. like. I mean, it's a bit like when you say in cricket, very few fast bowlers mm. are captains of Test teams, and yeah. you think of at the moment Ben Stokes as an all rounder, but there's not many of them. Pat Cummins. One of the few yeah. in recent times to get the gig in Australian history. They're mostly a bit dopey, aren't they, fast bowlers? Fast bowlers, yeah, possibly, and big forwards. So that, that's what you're trying to draw the analogy. And look, when you look through, let's have a look at the West Coast Eagles captains. Um, Darren Glass, Backman. Ross Glendening, first, and he was sort of centre-half forward when he came to West yeah, Coast. Uh, off the back of that, I think Steve Malaxis was a midfielder. Uh, who else have we got there? Warsfold. Warsfold, of course, half-back. Half back. Um, we know that. Dean Kemp and Ben Cousins and Chris Judd and those types of players. Skippers, you mentioned Darren Glass. Um, yeah, but more more likely the defenders, for some reason, I don't know why, mm. but they just tend to gravitate. Maybe they they galvanise the team better. They're stingy. They're, yeah. they're one. Whereas a bit more the forwards, you know, flashy and just, you know. <laughs> showy. A bit more showy. Show ponies. A bit, bit more show. <laughs> so that's, that's what staggers me why Scoey was a defender and not a forward. But anyway, that's where it ended up. <laughs> that's where it ended up. So a little bit of speculation there. Um, just a, a, another fact from the the, the vault. Um, 
Doug Hawkins. Yep. Coached Liam Duggan when yes. he was a junior. Yeah, I remember doing a neat story and with him in Melbourne and loves spoke him. about, yeah, and went, they went through a really uh, interesting time or difficult time where uh, they lost one of their teammates, young young teenager, and I've spoken to Liam about that and Dougie Hawkins, who's a terrific bloke. So, yeah, that, there's a great synergy between uh, Liam and, and Dougie, who's Still remains. I think they, they touch base from time yeah, to time. Yeah, yeah still they do. a great great connection going back many years. Um, and Dougie still got that statue outside the Braybrook Hotel where he was thrown out of when he was 16. And you reckon we'd struggle with the word remuneration? He would have uh, absolute kittens trying to say that. <laughs> he, he would. He would. Uh, some other best and fairest, fairest and best results from around the, the league. So, uh, Took Miller, what a gun he is. Yep. He, he wins the Gold Coast uh, Club champion. Uh, second, Anderson. And third, uh, D. Swallow from Williton, Western Australia. Australia. Um, they don't have a name for their club champ. It's just, just the Gold Close Cup club champ at this stage. Is that right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, it's well. Okay, if you were to name the most influential figure um, at you the probably Gold, couldn't. Well, you'd say some Tony Cochran, who's been a really vocal supporter and chairman, but it's not a real football identity, is it? No, and it doesn't have the heritage quite yet, does it? I mean, Swallow's been there uh, forever, but um, you couldn't have a Swallow medal. I no, wouldn't have thought. No, it, it might not. No, but. But that sums up the Gold Coast in a nutshell, the club. And look, I, I'd love them to succeed. I've got family up there. I think it's a great place. But no footy team ever succeeds up there, whether it's the Titans, whether it's the Suns, whether it's a basketball team. There is a vortex of of failure. Mm. And the Suns have been promising for a long time. They get King back. They lose Rankin, who wants to go back to Adelaide. So I hope they get it right. But Tuke Miller, gee, he's, he's holding his own there. But they're... I think everyone would love to see the Suns play finals and, and go really well. They've almost become your second side. Yeah, I think Tuke Miller is going to go on to be their best ever player. It's, you could argue it was Gary Ablett Jr., couldn't you? But, of course, he has a Geelong connection as well. But I think he'll go on to be a, a legend of the club. Uh, we mentioned the Kevin Sheedy medal a little before with uh, Sammy Taylor. All-Australian this year, 156 votes. Good WA boy, Skeet. Yeah, it doesn't seem right even the Kevin Sheedy medal, mm. given <laughs> the Giants and he's at Essendon. But I yeah. suppose he was... He's the only real big name that... The founder, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Sam Taylor, we saw him against the Dockers in that final home and away game. Just intercept mark after intercept mark. Yep. Terrific work for him. Cornelio, great to see the young bloke. I say young. Great to see Cornelio back to some really good form because he was on a big deal, struggled under Leon Cameron, and finally now looks to be playing some of his best footy again. They miss Toby Green when he's not there, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's just a agitator. He's yeah. classy. He's just one of those forwards you'd love to have in your side. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just a quick in- injury update, and this concerns uh, a little bit concerning. I think the news has come through this morning that Marcus Adams, the key defender, Swan Districts player, wasn't he? Originally? Exactly. Uh, West Perth. Yep. West Perth. As so well. he unlikely to uh, to pull a jumper on for Brisbane in the finals, which is really disappointing. And uh, Archie um, uh, on, on concussion watch. Well, that uh, that. Archie concussion case goes back to yeah. Paddy Cripps. So that, that shows yeah. you how much damage was done. Cripps goes on and plays another two matches. So that's a, that's a big physical uh, blow to, to take. And wow, that that's extraordinary. So all these weeks later, that he still isn't being given the tick to play. Well, we we had, were talking to we talking to Glenn Jakovic on the radio yesterday um, about Patrick Cripps and about the incident. And people, talkback calls are still ringing radio stations about that and that that's as evidenced by the fact that Archie is still still troubled. Yeah, I thought he should have got time uh, whereas Carl with me on radio said no, he's he was going for the footy so it's interesting has uh, polarized people in the media and footy. Yeah, for sure. Let's have a look at some of the other clubs and and some of the people that, that are um, I guess uh, we're waiting on to see who will take to the finals. 
Thursday. Uh, Thursday. This Thursday. Richmond Martin and Lynch expected to be okay to return. Um, Dusty Martin has, hasn't has played for two months. No. Mark Reddings. That's a big art. I mean, we know how good he is, but gee, uh, if he's certain to play, you wouldn't expect him to come back and uh, just blitz the lines, but he wouldn't put it past him. I'll tell you who can do. That is uh, Tom Lynch, who's arguably been the best player in the comp for the past month. He just kicks goals for fun at the moment. He's yeah. just blitzing them, playing beautifully. Um, if you were a if you were a Melbourne selector or the Melbourne coach, would you bring McDonald back in? Interesting. He's look. He's pretty important to them, mm. but of course he hasn't played a lot of footy. VFL wise, he's had some minutes over the weekend in a qualifying final. Probably not. Yeah, I just unless they're they're in the need to to maybe and, and look Jackson and Salem a test for Friday night. If one of those, particularly Jackson, doesn't come up, then McDonald, if he's right to go, possibly, but. I'm not sure he's had enough time back in the VFL. I'm a bit removed from it. But, yeah, I'd suggest give him another game if that's possible. He plays some VFL minutes, as you say. But, uh, you know, he's such a, he was very damaging in the final series last year, wasn't he? That's a, a selection headache for uh, the D. Sydney Papley exits concussion protocols on Thursday. Um, Kennedy may be available later in the final season. I, I thought uh, I thought Rue was, uh, was done. Yeah, I think Josh will, uh, if they get to the grand final, yeah. He's a silly chance, but if they're getting to that point, then the players that have done the job will probably keep their spot. But it's a it's an interesting one, which I don't think we have to worry about just yet. Um, and the, the fascinating one with the Sydney element is Tommy Papley. If they'd played Thursday night, he wouldn't have been available because yeah, okay. of those concussion protocols. So the extra 24 hours has been critical. And that's why, look, there's some talk, even as early as this morning, that the pre-finals buy next year might be scrapped. Whether that means they'll put it before the grand final, because at some stage, Bowie, in the near future, we will see a player get concussed in a preliminary final and miss a grand final. It might be mild concussion, but they're sitting on the sidelines for the biggest game of their lives. So this is all going to play out at some stage, but it depends when the buyers, if they have a pre-grand final buy, that takes that all out of the equation. I know we're going to preview the finals um, as, it, as it gets closer this weekend, but they're a massive smoky Sydney, aren't they? They're very much in contention. Well, we finished top four. Yep. You are. You're a chance. And look, they would have loved to have picked up that second position to give them a, a roll of the dice at home at SCG mm. or uh, wherever they're going to play in Sydney. But, yeah, they're, they're in pretty good form. I still think Melbourne and Geelong and, I guess, Collingwood are playing as well as anyone. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about Geelong. Uh, Cameron set for a return, will he or won't he? Stanley and Duncan also testing to come back into the side. <laughs> there's there's three very big names and three potential finals X-Factor players. Yeah, they all had injuries, so they weren't just being rested for the sake of it. And Cameron is a huge in, of course, All-Australian. Uh, Saturday afternoon, I can't wait for that. Geelong, yeah. Collingwood. And, and given that Geelong get those three players back, they're going to be awfully tough to beat. They just look like a team that have, have just... Time their run to perfection this year, as opposed to to previous years. They just look as if they've got everything humming along beautifully. Yeah, amazing, um, amazing run of wins, uh, and just like everyone's going in the right direction. Uh, Michael Phelps, the big American with his goggles, no, um, my, the big American is playing playing well in the forward line, and he um, from Collingwood, you mean? Yes, I do. Mason Cox, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like Michael Phelps. He does look a bit, yeah. Um, he in the, looked, in the pool. kicked a really important goal last week against Carlton. Uh, by the way, Adams is a test this week. That's important for the Magpies. So they, they'll go in fairly settled, Collingwood. And despite everything you read about Geelong's form, the belief 
of Collingwood must be through the roof, just winning time and time again from any position. They got beaten by Sydney, but they, their record in close matches. If the, if this game is tied at three-quarter time, uh, there'd be some very anxious Geelong fans and some very confident Collingwood people because they just know that they find a way to win, which is, I don't think I've seen that in a team in the last decade, being able to win close matches in one season time and time again. Yeah, amazing, hasn't it? And uh, who would have thought we'd be uh, loving Collingwood? Um, Fremantle, massive, massive weekend for our city. Uh, Glenn Jakovic is already saying it's going to be one of the biggest games we've ever seen in Perth with um, uh, with Frio uh, up and about and, and pressing for their first flag. Um, Longmuir got some selection issues, I suppose. Just fitness issues, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. To, to make sure that... Uh, Logue, Tabernet, Lobb, if they're all fit, do they all play? Uh, possibly. I mean, uh, they Logue then, does he become more an option to go back? Um, so, look, it, 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 the first option is they need to get themselves clear to play, along with Nat Fife, who didn't do a lot um, of full match sim training on Saturday, which is a bit of a concern because I would have thought that was going to be his time to really yep. put some Ks into the legs. But, um, yep, so... They'll sweat on that over the next few days. Uh, the Bulldogs got Crozier and Johannesson who test to return against Frio. And some Dogs fans will say, well, even though we're not playing great footy, remember 2016 when we came across to Perth to play the Eagles, Thursday night game on that occasion, got the job done and they went all the way. When's the Brownlow? It's on the week of the grand final, the Monday. It's, it's traditionally... It's not tonight? The, no, I'm, I'm not sure why you came here this morning thinking it was on tonight, Bo, because... <laughs> because I'm you, adult. You're a month, er, you're a month early. <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> a month. I am. And that's where the remuneration chat came about as well. A month early. I thought all year that it was tonight. Um, so let, let's look forward to a month. Three, two, one. I asked you this last week. Three, two, one in the brown line. Now. Again. Now. Okay. Should we do this again in three weeks? We will. We? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, gee. I've, I think I've got Lockie Neal. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. I think I've got Lockie Neal with three. It's all midfielders, isn't it? Lockie Neal with three. Um, uh, Took Miller, I think, I had in there somewhere. It was and Clayton Oliver, you're saying? Yeah, Clayton Oliver. We'll win it. Let's, you think you'll win it? No, Lockie, Lockie Neal will win the Brownlow medal. Well, that's what I said, yeah. So I had him at three. Three votes. He's got me as, as number oh, three one. three votes, Sorry, yes. sorry, yeah, three. So yeah. I, I should <laughs> – Lockie Neal will win it. Second, whoever I said, Tuke Miller. Miller. And then third, Clayton Oliver. Yeah, all right. Okay, I just want to get that on I just, I just I haven't thought about it. because the Brownlow was on It's still about two months away, so I haven't thought about it. <laughs> Sometimes you can just get – you know, I need a new calendar. Uh, a little bit of trade and list news. People are on the move. Um, what What's – what do you think Isaac Rankin is going to do? Is he going to Adelaide to skeet? What are you hearing? Yeah, I think he wants to go back to Adelaide. Uh, Crows, obviously. Port Adelaide will put their hand up on thinking. Uh, but he's a talent. That's a huge loss. Yeah. Huge loss. And They're not happy, are they, Hubbard? No, nah, you wouldn't be. But this happens too often. Mm. When you think of, like, Tom Lynch, who, you know, he's up there playing on the Gold Coast now, and they get Max King. I mean, they could have seriously, given their draft picks and who they've had up there, if they'd kept their group... A very, very good side, but they just haven't been able to retain. The Gold Coast is a destination. The Gold Coast Suns is not necessarily a destination <laughs> club, right? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. and, not, and the lifestyle, you think, is great and it just hasn't, hasn't worked for so many good players. Uh, St Kilda have delisted uh, Dara Joyce so he could have a chance at another club. Uh, we mentioned uh, Junior Rioli potentially returning to South Australia. He did play for Glenelg. Yep. Um, I, that would break a few West Coast hearts, I think. I think there'd be some disappointed Eagles supporters. Favorite, not just favorite. that, because I think it's fair to say the Eagles stood by Junior during his you know drug-imposed sanctions. So I, I wouldn't sit comfortably with me and a lot of Eagles supporters who... Staff love him. 
They do, they, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, now, where, now I, I take this as a possibility. Having lost his father, maybe it's changed his mindset. He might want to just reset his life. I don't know. Mm. He might be just chasing a better deal yes. at the Eagles. He yeah. may well stay. So mm. whether it's posturing by his management, but it's just a bit strange that I would have thought, given what he's been through with the club, that this would have been done by now. But maybe it is. It comes down to remuneration. <laughs> <laughs> Just flows off the tongue, doesn't it? Carl Amon, has, uh, who's a gun, has indicated Hawthorne as, as his preferred football home skeet. Yep, so he's uh, he's on the move. And, of course, we expect others to, to say, look, I'd like to go and work under Alistair Clarkson at uh, North Melbourne. And whether that is the likes of uh, Blake Akers, not sure. Griffin Logue is being pursued uh, as well, so more so acres at Carlton, we believe. But yeah, you just wait for North Melbourne because all this talk of who's Clarko is going to bring to the Kangaroos. Well, let's wait and see what he does. Yeah, for sure, and that's uh, coaching staff as well, right? Um, you deal for Aish at Bamfield. We mentioned no word on on Griff Logue. Um, good player, young, a lot of upside. Griff Logue can play anywhere, can he? Yeah, I'm not sure he's a, a natural forward. Not sure he's going to kick you three or four goals in a game. No. He's more of a defensive, but what he does is good, but he's not going to be that long-term, I don't think. Uh, he's more of a natural defender to me. Mm. So, uh, But, yeah, he gives you versatility for sure. And apparent interest in um, Blake Akers from Carlton, which has been circulating for a while, hasn't it? It seems strange given he wanted to come home, mm. play with Fremantle, and maybe the salary cap with Jackson's coming into this a bit as well for Freo. Mm. The Sheriff, is that his nickname? Who? The Sheriff. Have you heard oh, that? I've heard that. Yeah. I've got no idea why that is. No, I don't know why that is either. No, so why'd you ask me? Well, because you know everything. About <laughs> nicknames. Well, you, 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 know, you know everything. No, I don't know nicknames. I'm out of the loop with that. I have to ask my daughters who are on TikTok <laughs> and Instagram. You know, there's some numpty Sheila who was here yesterday. <laughs> yes, I do, Mark. In Hay Street Mall. Yes, Mark, I do. And do you know her name? Uh, her name is Anna Paul. And I swear on my life, I've never heard of her. Mm. Should I? Should I know her? No. No, because you, you're married and you shouldn't. No, but is she OnlyFans, is that why? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so why teenage girls go and, and just crying because they can't get to her yesterday? I don't know. It's not like the I, Beatles. I'm very uncomfortable talking about this. Um, all <laughs> real. <laughs> so uh, it happened while we, digress, it happened while we were on air yesterday and it was, um, and it was a, a real mess in the city, you know, uh, uh, I think the police were estimating, you know, there were somewhere between 800 and 800,000 people turned up in the city. Uh, the Lord Mayor, our uh, former friend and colleague, he, he had to look her up on, <laughs> online because he'd never heard of her either. So it was all uh, all very 2022 and all very odd. It's Steve. extremely strange. Yeah. Um, but the scenes, it just looked like Woodstock, Woodstock 99 when I looked at it on TV <laughs> last night. But anyway. I watched Woodstock 99. I saw it. It was unbelievable. Fascinating. We, um, we should actually start a music uh, festival. Podcast first, but yeah, then. <laughs> that, yeah, that was. Um, but anyway, to yeah, it. well worth a look. Um, Shelter XBA X Factor moment of the week. A special mention here. You you, you like this, don't you? I do. Jai Amos, a couple of goals against the Eagles. Had a tough year. I think he had the, the kidney um, yeah. damage, and we saw him uh, in his first game kick two goals. He's, what he does have, and we've seen the likes of Harry Mackay and Charlie Kernow, and Kernow's a Coleman medalist, but some of their funky goal kicking styles. This bloke. Love him. Yep. And anyone who has that traditional look about the drop punt from 50 metres out, 45, it's just a smooth, rhythmic approach. Saw him play for East Perth and the Colts last year. Yep. Uh, I think 48 goals off the top of my head, but really accurate. And he's going to be a forward of some note, I would say. And the other guy that I do like, just quickly, uh, well, well done, by the way, to Jai. He gets our uh, X-Factor player for Thank Shelter XPA, yep. uh, the team down there. Um, 
guy who plays for East Perth, I think might be okay as well, Tom Graham. Okay. Uh, called him for, for East Perth against South Ramel yesterday. Scotch College product. And we took a Jai Amos as a young forward. Tom might well be someone else in that category. Yeah, all right. Um, we... We need some stories, or your stories, your footy stories. We'd love to get them through uh, to the Shelter Footy Cast at Shelter Footy Cast or footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. So we'd love to hear from you. Yes, we do. Footy uh, yarns. Yeah, a lot of footy yarns. I saw one last week, which we can't really go into, but a bloke on Mad Monday um, in, in his local, I think it was Victorian country footy, and just. Uh, Anyway, it was filmed on camera, and if you know what I'm talking about, you don't need to me to explain it. But um, God knows what he was on. But it was uh, not. You would have to pay me a lot of money. In fact, you couldn't pay me enough money to do what he did to his teammate. And uh, there's a bit of a ruckus, and I think his partner left him um, off the oh. back of the air. That's what I heard. Wow! But just oh dear me. If if that's where Mad Monday is in 2022, what happened? Just going out and getting getting pissed. Yeah. And dressing up like a girl and going to the pub. <laughs> going to the pub. Whatever happened to that? Exactly. Uh, we'll uh, the do that tonight does. when we're watching the Brownlow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <just the, laughs> oh, thank you for straightening me up on that one, Skeet. I really appreciate it. Um, uh, on socials, here we go. At Shelter Footycast on Instagram, uh, YouTube, search Back Chapel Shelter Footycast playlist. You can go back and listen to all the, the back issues. Great to hear all the – I love going back and listening to some of the predictions from you and Scoey as well. And uh, more than often – more often than not, they're, they're no, they're pretty good. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're pretty good, and that's, that's, uh, and that's a lot of fun. That's surprising. Yeah, I will be back with a, a, a preview of the final soon. Thursday, of course, first final, Brisbane, Richmond, the Gabba. It's been look, it's been too long. No footy. We're just, you know, it's just it's had a deleterious effect on me, as you would say, <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, thanks, Keith. Pleasure.